Good evening, Merivah We continue along Beis Hashem. We are now in the sixth Perek, Perek Vav, Perek Shishi of Sharaknia. And here the Chavazavava is listing ten Hanhogas, ten ways of behaving. Really, ten ways of engagement of a person who is a Balaknia, a person who would like to start utilizing and expressing his humility and what's a way that he could keep working on it. And the first one was we have to know clearly and be conscious at all times of Hashem's presence and Hashem's greatness, that Hashem is running the world at every moment. And He has invested great abilities into each person to be able to recognize that and accomplish a lot, and at the same time realize as much as a person can accomplish, and he has to know his abilities and do he has to, however, say, the credit is not due to me, myself, and I. The credit is due to the one who empowered me. And that is always HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that was the Pasuk that he ended here, the Rish, the first one that comes from Hannah's praise in her song. Ein Kodesh Kashem. And usually we translate that as Ein Kodesh Kashem, there is no one as holy as Hashem. Hashem, like Hashem. The problem is, it says, Ki ein biltecha, the Pasuk ends off. Because there, there is no one else. So if there's no one else, how could you say there is no one like him? You know, if you say like there was a competition, and there were two people who, who were in the final running of the competition, and this one won out, you know, he listed, lifted the most weights, he scored the most baskets, he had the best mark, that the, that's there's a competition. There was, he was greater than this one. But if you say there was only one person in the competition, there's no competition. If there's only one person that's doing things, because there is no one else. So then how can you say no one is as holy as Hashem? You just tell me there is no one else but Hashem. And therefore, as the Mashkiach pointed out, that the Targum, it translates this pasuk ain't kodesh kashem, not kashem like Hashem. It's not a chof hadimian. It's not like Hashem, but it means ain't kodesh ki im Hashem. That's what the chof means. Ain't kodesh kashem. There is no one holy but Hashem. There is no only. There is no one holy except for Hashem. Less kadish elo Hashem. And that's the pasuk. When we say Hashem is Echod, it doesn't mean He's like one, like number one, as opposed to number two. Number one means He's the only one. That's what Shema Yisrael Hashem 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 is the only one. Really, the only thing that exists in this world is Hashem, and He allows other things to be from His giving it any power, any energy, any existence. But at any moment, like Rabbi Chaim Velazhin explains, is Hashem is like blowing air into a balloon. And that's what causes the existence of everything. And as soon as Hashem would stop breathing, Kaviyachal, nothing else would exist. So really the only thing that does exist is Hashem. And it gets a little bit deep and philosophical, like, do we actually exist? Am I real? So in, in as much as Hashem wants us to feel that we're real, yes, we're real, that we have to accomplish things to get, earn our schar for the next world. But in essence, no one really exists except for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His will that others should 
exist and be. That's what this pasuk means. Ain Kodesh Kashem. There is no one holy except for Hashem. That's Ain Kilekenu. Ain Kadeinenu. That we said last night. Ain Kilekenu is there is no one else except for Hashem. Ain Kadeinenu. Now there's no one else like Hashem. There is no one else but Hashem. Okay. Vashani. Let's continue on. Vashani. The second behavioral pattern that a person should get himself used to is that a person has to know his obligations that the Torah itself demands and they're really logic and common sense demands. How does one do that? So first you have to learn if a person is ignorant He's not going to know anything. He's not going to know what the Torah demands from him. He's not going to know what his obligations are. Like the Mishnah tells us, You can't expect to be a pious individual if you're ignorant. An ignoramus who doesn't know the obligations of the Torah, he never learns, is not going to know anything. So he has to learn, he has to ask, he has to listen to Shiurim in order to know. That's Lilma Likra B'Sevetar Ezelikim. And then, and also to be aimed upon. In other words, to, to come to an understanding of muskelis and mukubelis, just things that are accepted, sort of accepted norms in society. We know that someone who is of greater stature, greater import, uh, has, has more power, so we know that we act with a certain humility towards that person. We're not callous in front of him. We're not arrogant in front of him. We understand that. That's, that's something that's, that's muscle. That's something that's understood, that's accepted by society. It's a chokhmuch and muskelis mukubalis. It's mukubalis. It's accepted by society that that's the way it is. You know, it, it, unfortunately, in, uh, in our society, in our day and age, there's a, there's a breakdown of that. And one reason is because the people in power and the great leaders, uh, they don't sell, they themselves don't act with such dignity to command the respect. And certainly the way that they talk to each other and about each other is, is quite despicable. So how do you expect to, to have respect for this leader and this powerful individual where he talks vulgar and the way they they behave themselves, whether it's in their personal life or their public life, it's hard to, to have a, a certain amount of respect. But even that, even those people, we know that when we're, we're in their presence, if a person is in the presence of someone who's very powerful, you know you act with a certain dignity. Lahavdal, Allah's kam v'kam, someone who's in the presence of a great Gadol Batera, a great Talmud Chacham, who indeed is is a beautiful person, someone who who has an inner beauty, who has perfected his character to be someone of, of who's great, and you're in that presence, you realize you're humbled by that. You're humbled by that in the way you speak to that person. And you and you feel small because you realize how small you are. Once a person understands that, then from there he's Lul Mimena. We can learn from all of those experiences the different ways of humility, that's an interesting line that he says, and the places where it's appropriate. Now, as a person has to know where it's appropriate to have to have humility. As an example of both of these sides of the coin, 
where we have to learn humility from, and second of all, where we have to exhibit humility, because at times humility is, is incorrect, as an example. And there is a, uh, a commandment in the Torah. The Torah demands from every single child to show honor and reverence to his mother and his father. That's a commandment in the Torah. What goes into that is we're not allowed to call a parent by his or her first name. Okay. I think still in our circles, in in the Jewish communities all over, that's still kept. Even though in the world at large, eh, they they refer to the parents even by uh, by a first name. They become buddy buddies. It's not the way the Torah wanted it to be. Another halacha of that is one is not allowed to contradict a parent. You understand that? You know that? That's halacha. That a parent says something, one is not allowed to contradict the parent. You know, oh, I think you're wrong. I think otherwise. And this is also something that's been a, a, a breakdown of society, of, of the lack of respect. There's another halacha, a positive commandment. Those are on the negative side. One would can't do, can't call them out of first name, can't contradict them, can't sit in their in their seat designated for them. There's another halacha. When a parent enters into a room at least twice daily, the child has to stand up for the parent. Now, this is also something that's unfortunately has gone to the wayside and is not practiced by most Jews. And it's probably the influence of the outside world over many, many, many decades that is just a, a breakdown. Whoa! But here, my Rebbe said like this, the Mashkiach said this in a, not in Chavis Avavis, but in one of the Chinuch Vadim. He said, this is misplaced humility on behalf of the parents. The Torah says that children should respect their parents. We all, we're all taught, respect your elders. An old man walks onto the bus... You should get up, give him your seat. An old woman wants to cross the street carrying packages. You should help them out. So it's easy to do that because, number one, it's a one-time thing. You probably won't see that person again in, in your life. And number two, you feel good about it. You know, you get your picture taken. It's put into the paper. Wow, look what this fella did. So it's easy to do that. But when it's all the time, it becomes more difficult. But the Torah demands that one has to respect Parents stand up for them when they enter into a room. This is this is the way it's supposed to be. So the Mashkir explained, we have misplaced humility. The parent must say, nah, you know, I don't want to, don't give me this honor. Eh. And, it, and it's become like that. It, it, and it's, it's a terrible state of affairs because it became a breakdown of the, the learning of respect, the learning of humility, the, mer- the learning of there are... There's a hierarchy that people who are greater, and I'm supposed to feel small. And in these places where it's appropriate, both for the parent, in this case, not to exhibit humility. Now, it's not supposed to be, you know, very extremely demanding on the child. Certainly not. And it has to be age-appropriate when they're old enough to have some sort of appreciation. Not when they're little kids. It's hard to start it if it hasn't been done till now. But it has to be done in the right way, certainly. But uh, but to say that nah you don't have to you don't have to enough of me it's, we're okay we're buddy buddies we're, we're we're like friends it's not the way it's supposed to be and we we lose respect here Chavos is saying this is a way that a person is able to experience being lower than somebody else that's by people and then when we realize the bigger picture that we're always 
extremely lower than HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from our commandments of respecting parents, respecting elders, respect the Chachamim, we understand where does it all come from? Where does all of this covet, this honor come from? It comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So from there we build ourselves up a step by step and extrapolate to understanding of our extreme respect we have to have to Hashem at all times and our humility for understanding of how low we are in His presence. So this is item number two on the list. We'll hold it here. Rabbi Say Agutenacht.